I kind of want a new car. <laughs> you know, like a, like a, a big lifted truck, I think is the move. Why? I saw one out in the parking lot the other day and it was really cool. And I, I, I want one. What is it with men in lifted trucks? Like, I'm not saying they're not cool. You know what? Instead of just buying a lifted truck, I think I'm just going to lift my Kia Sorento. See, like, that, I think that's a better idea. That would be so cool. It'd be cheaper <laughs> and more unique and eye-catching. How many lifted Kia Sorentos are out there? Probably not many. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Talks. I am your secondary host, Alec, and the boss lady sitting across from me is Jackie. How are you today, Jackie? I'm here. I'm not too shabby. What does that even mean? I don't know. I say that a lot, but I don't know what it means. I feel like there's a lot of words that people say that people just don't understand the meaning of or don't know what it actually means. I'm looking it up. I feel like I look a lot of stuff up during this show. This is why we need a producer. It means fairly good or quite good. Not according too, to MerriamWebster.com. Reliable source. Not too shabby is definitely a f- better way of saying good. <laughs> it's a more unique way of saying it, I guess. It's fancy. Is it fancy, though? Like how my water's fancy. Yeah, you got that fancy water in a can. Yep. Isn't it flavored? Yes, it's lime flavored. Seltzery. Ooh. I hate seltzer water. Then why are you drinking that? I didn't finish my thought. Sorry, I did cut you off. And then I was like, oh no, he was going to finish. And I just totally cut him off. I don't like seltzer water unless it's flavored. Flavored seltzer water is like soda. I don't really like seltzer water, period. It's not like soda. I think this is I disagree. Those are two totally different things in my opinion. Straight seltzer water tastes like I'm drinking fizzy plastic. This tastes like I'm drinking a lime soda. I guess it depends on how it's flavored. I don't think I've ever found a seltzer water that I've really liked. You'd like this. Anyway, let's get into the actual episode, which is just a bunch of random stories that I found and you found. These are stories that I find for my segment, What the Fact? And sometimes I don't get to use all of them because the stories just get too old. I have to try to pick the best ones. And I think these are just very good conversations. Also, the ones that I found, like, I don't know. I just randomly found these stories. I'm like, these are interesting. So Exactly. And I think we'll start with a Reddit post that was asking, what outdated, obsolete tech are you still using or are perfectly happy with using? Okay, I saw this story and I was reading some of like the comments and I was like, you, y'all consider this outdated? Well, more you than... You know what I mean? Yeah. And more than 4,000 people have weighed in on the old tech that they love. And these are some of the responses. Watches that only tell the time. So basically not a smartwatch. I don't think that's outdated. Neither do I. But I do think watches now are more of an accessory as opposed to a necessity. I can see what you're saying. Watches used to be how you were able to tell time. Now it's more so these are fancy watches that'll look nice with my suit. Are people actually using the watches to tell time? Probably not. They're probably just pulling out their phone. But to me... I love watches. I think they look nice. I have about four at home. I have different suits that are good with different watches. It's it's an accessory piece. Some bling. It's ice. Anyway, another one. Ice. Ice. 
drip slang slang terms anyway i don't think i've heard of ice used that way really yeah that's why i was really confused why you said ice ice is more for diamonds my watches don't have diamonds in them anyway another one is a, a calculator which again how is that really outdated especially like in schools if i'm not mistaken you're usually supposed to use a normal calculator not your phone because they don't want you to have your phones out in class yeah or like what was the real fancy calculator did you use those? The like big one was the about graphing this big. calculators. Yeah, those. Yeah. I forget what they were called, but they were huge and they used to have games in them. Did you ever unlock the games? There was like a code that you could type in and there were games that would pop up on the graphing calculators. I don't know if I remember that. I would play them instead of doing math. So clearly using a calculator in school is just as good as using your phone. Anyway, another one is a Nintendo GameCube. I think retro gaming is starting to like make a comeback like people are buying ps2s playstations Mm -hmm. xboxes and playing all those old games that aren't compatible with the new consoles that we have now yeah i have seen like a trend in that i mean i think it's fun kind of like kind of like vinyl i like the super nintendo yeah so like i think retro gaming is making a comeback kind of like how vinyl's been on the climb the past few years which i find to be so interesting i like vinyl i think it sounds better than like hooking up to a bluetooth speaker i guess because it's analog it's not digital yeah i don't think i've noticed a crazy difference but Hmm. maybe i don't listen to like records much though yeah do you know what i mean yeah and i don't like pay attention that much of like how different does this sound yeah and speaking of music ipod classics if you have one, I'm sure it still works. So why change it? You know, like if I have an iPod Nano at my parents' house, it's dead and I can't find a charger that works that will actually charge it to use it again because it had that like old, really wide Apple charger. Oh, yeah. I don't think they make those anymore. So I'm not going to be able to charge that. Um, another one is a notepad and pen like paper. See, I read that comment and I was like, whoa, 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 what are we talking about? Like, I write my to-do lists on paper. I also have a planner. Yeah. And I I prefer that than, like, writing reminders in my phone. I think this is more of, like, college students. I think a lot of college students will use, like, their laptop to take notes in class as opposed to a notebook and pen. I guess. I feel like that's more of what this is talking about as opposed to a calendar or a planner that you like write one note on. But still though, I feel like a lot of people will put like reminders in their phone, like almost like have a planner on their phone rather than having an actual planner though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's a general assumption. So I'm not sure if that's actually what people do, but still. And then another one is wired earphones, like cheaper ones, like skull candies was one. I don't necessarily consider them outdated. It's just a cheaper option than the $5,000 AirPods that people have. Right. Are they really that expensive, though? No, they're not $5,000. I didn't think so. But I think it's a bit up there for headphones. And I mean, here in the studio, we use wired headphones all the time because... But we have to. Yeah, it's like studio headphones. That's like not an option. It's a different quality and a different kind of headphones for what we do. Manual transmission. I was never taught how to drive a stick shift car, so, I, was I, so, so. I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to go buy one. But if you're taught how to use it, I don't see what why it would deter you from buying a stick shift car. I don't necessarily consider that outdated either, because I think the majority of high-end sports cars are stick shift anyway. It's probably outdated because it's not common. Like, that's probably what they're referring to. Like, you don't know Or many it's only people, in those high-end cars. Well, you don't know many people who drive cars like that, period. 
Yeah. Some of the funnier ones were I own my own music. I have 100 CDs. So I still use my CD player and MP3 player. And to be honest, I still have about 150 vinyl albums that I play on on occasion. This sounds like Jeff. Jeff has a lot of CDs. Yeah, he has a collection of CDs. Yeah. But he uses those CDs to burn and then use for his DJ gigs. Right. But he still keeps all of them. Well, yeah, just in case the the digital stuff fails, because computers fail. So having a hard copy definitely makes sense. Right. In his line is in his line of work. He does have a lot of CDs. Um, Another one was I have an off grid cabin in the woods. I have a small PC responsible for recording and saving images from security cameras. And I also have data logger for weather sensors. It all runs on a Windows XP and it's rock solid. That seems more of like an anomaly. I don't know a lot of people who have more than one property, let alone an off-grid cabin in the woods that you go and you have like this security system. Yeah. I think that dude's just, he has some other stuff going on. (laughs) Um, And then I still write checks was one, a VHS player, film cameras, stuff that is kind of dated, but still usable it's not unheard of i think vhs players are kind of unheard of now yeah but i mean we had vhs players growing up though i had a little tv in my bedroom as a kid that had the vhs player in like installed in the in the tv yeah and then in the living room we had the vhs dvd combo brick or cinder block if you will because it was huge and it was thick I, I still remember climbing behind the tv to like fix the wires if something was fuzzy on the tv man those were the days now we just use netflix for everything but yeah there's like a lot of different outdated things that just they're still reliable yet old yeah that's fair well, i think some of the things on that list are definitely proof of they don't make them like they used to <laughs> you know well we can switch from outdated stuff to modern stuff Like emails. Emails. Yeah. Okay. Listen here. I found this story and I was like, excuse me. (laughs) But anyway, basically, um, how much time do you think you spend writing emails? I wouldn't assume it's that much. Yeah. So apparently there was a poll done of 8,000 small business employees and they found that the average employee spends almost 11 hours a week writing emails, which I thought was just like crazy. That's a lot. I really don't think it's that much. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, it depends on like what kind of job you have. But like you're spending more than a fourth of your time writing emails a week. That's a lot of time. For real? I don't think we spend that much time writing emails. But no, I but we probably spend think... more time than we should. I didn't mean to cut you off, but we probably, <laughs> I just, the thought came into my head. Um, <laughs> but no, we probably spend more time than we think we do. I'm going to start timing it. I'll spend a week and time how much I'm actually writing an email for and let you know next episode. Will you actually stay consistent with that, though? Probably not. I'll probably forget after two days. <laughs> anyway. Honestly, I don't even think that I would give you two days. Really? Wow. I don't even think you'd get through a full day consistently doing that. Well, I've gone some days where I don't even write an email. I've gone through a couple days where I actually like read emails, though. But I definitely think if you're in like a accounting setting or especially like a law firm, you're sending emails all day. Right. And the survey was done um, by like polling small business employees, but it doesn't like specify the business. Yeah. Cause you know? I feel like a lot of like probably insurance agencies that are 
more local to a community as even if they're connected with larger corporations like Allstate, State Farm, those kind of things. I definitely think you're sending a lot more emails than if you own a coffee shop. I still feel like we send a lot of emails, though, regardless. You probably more than me because you're a boss and I'm just here. (laughs) You're not just here. I'm more of a phone call person anyway. I would prefer somebody just call me and talk to me as opposed to send me an email because I feel like I'll forget. It depends on what it is. You know, like if it doesn't need to be a conversation, like we do not need to call uh, each other. But like if you want to have an actual conversation with me, don't email me. Because that takes so much time. And that's probably why people are emailing each other for 11 hours a week. Yeah. Because you're trying to have a conversation through email. It's like a whole text conversation or a phone call. Just just call me. It's probably faster that way, too. Yeah, I don't think we send that many emails here at the radio station. But if you're working for some other kind of business, it's likely you're sending that many emails a day. Or depending on your department, you probably send more. Because there's some jobs you wouldn't send any, really. Yeah. How many construction workers are out there sending emails from the middle of the road? Maybe that's why road work takes so long because they're just sending emails. They're not actually laying concrete or fixing the road. They're not doing that. They're actually just sending emails saying the pothole is this big by this big and it's this deep. It's probably what's happening. (laughs) I don't know about that one. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, let's move on to a prison. How about that? Oh, Yeah. So there's a prison in Minnesota that's opening up a supervised tattoo parlor that is going to allow the corrections officials at Stillwater State Prison to keep inmates healthier (laughs) and provide them with a skill. The goal of Stillwater's Run Deep Inc. is to reduce infections and illness caused by tattooing done without proper equipment and sanitary precautions. How were people getting the equipment to do tattoos in the first place at these prisons? Listen, I don't know. For this to be this big of a problem. Listen, I don't know how prisoners do prison tattoos, but I just know it's probably not the healthiest or cleanest way to do tattoos. Probably not. But a technician training program is part of the program and the Department of Corrections hopes that the program will provide inmates with a marketable skill that they can use once they are finished serving their time. I'm aware that prisons will have like GED programs or college programs that prisoners can take part in to achieve those levels of education. So they are they're more able to get a job once they're out of prison. But I am not aware of of any kind of like tech skills or tech school like education that they can get. I don't know if you can do like auto mechanics in prison, but I know you can get like a high school diploma and get a business degree. I don't think I was aware of that. You didn't know like they could get degrees? Yeah. Yeah, they can do that from prison. Interesting. Yeah, but I did not know. I, I don't know if they are going to be if they if any prison really has like auto mechanics or electrician type tech work that you can learn how to do while in jail but now if anyone listening goes to this prison in Minnesota you can learn to be a tattoo artist i guess <laughs> i just think that's kind of an odd trade to teach prisoners well i guess if that's a real big problem in that prison though I at least offer a safe and healthy way for tattoos to be given 
and gotten, I guess. And they learned something new. So yeah, I just I just thought this story was just odd. Like a tattoo parlor is the route we went. I'll have to call my my uncle who used to be like a corrections officer and was a county coroner. See if he's aware of anything similar to this. Maybe not tattoos, but maybe like tech programs. Yeah. I know for a fact in like juvenile uh, detention centers, they have like GED programs that kids can get their GED or their high school diploma that way. Um, but I'm not sure about like tech stuff. Anyway, do you have a, another story? Let me see here. Okay. So, you know, the 75 hard challenge. No. You never heard of that? No. Okay, well, it's a fitness challenge that's been online for a really long time. Basically, you do a bunch of things every day for 75 days. Like, that's a challenge. Let me look it up. Because I don't remember some of the rules, so I don't want to say anything wrong about that specifically. I know some people who have tried it, and then they wanted to do it again. Apparently, there's a book, too. Interesting. Didn't know that. It's a mental toughness program. So, for the 75 hard challenge, you if you skip a day, you have to start over. Well, and that do it again. stinks. Yeah. So once you miss a day, restart. They want you to pick a diet to follow with no alcohol or cheat meals. I'm out. Drink a gallon of water a day. Complete two daily workouts. Read 10 pages per day of a nonfiction book and take a progress photo every single day. I don't uh, think I could do this consistently. I know the alcohol things for me. I'm out. I can't. What am I going to do without my Friday glass of whiskey, man? I can't, I can't do it. Can I skip that rule? I also can't read. So that's another problem for me. <laughs> I don't think I could like do two workouts a day. That's a lot. That is a lot. I don't know if I have time for that. I don't even know if I'd enjoy that. Like I like going to the gym and stuff, but like, I don't think I'd want to go twice in a day. What clarifies as a workout? Like if I just go for a morning walk, does that count? It says two 45 minute workouts of your choice. Okay, so how about I just walk to and from work? There you go. That, that'll probably take me about 30 to 45 minutes. If it takes me less than 45 minutes, I'll just do like push-ups and sit-ups at home. Whatever the case may be. There is now a 75 mom challenge. 75 mom? Yeah, the 75 mom challenge. So basically, it's like a spinoff of the 75 hard challenge, which there have been like multiple versions. Like there's been the 75 soft challenge, the 75 hotter challenge. And now there's the 75 mom challenge. What does the 75 mom challenge entail? Is that fitness related to? Kind of. So like according to one of the co-creators, uh, TikToker Brittany Rinkin, she says that this is to create healthy, sustainable habits that make us feel in control of our lives and proud of ourselves. So the rules are you should exercise for 45 minutes every day, do 45 minutes of housework, drink a gallon of water, shower, read 10 pages <laughs> of a book. Did you think that was funny? <laughs> I think shower as a rule is kind of funny. Yes. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, stick to a healthy eating plan and do that all for 75 days in a row. So I feel like this is easier and more attainable for a lot of people. I think that is attainable. I mean, if you struggle with the shower part, <laughs> if you struggle with showering, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, like also, though, like you don't have to be a mom to do this, though, in reality. No. I think I think this one is more tailored to a mom lifestyle, so to speak. 
I agree. I just made the point of like Correct. you or I could try this challenge. Yeah, we're not moms. You don't have so. to be a mom to shower every day. I gotcha. <laughs> you had the showering. <laughs> that's just you were just so just, stuck on that. I really just think that's an odd th- rule to throw in there. Maybe some moms get so busy that they don't have time to shower, Alec. I don't know. You don't know. I guess you don't know their life. True, I don't know their life. I, they may be too too busy. To shower. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> no, you do never know. Uh, everybody has their own things going on. But I do want to say that it is okay to be lazy. Is it though? Yes. And actually being lazy could have some health benefits. Studies are shown that there are many physical, mental, and emotional benefits to letting go of structure and routine from time to time, uh, such as letting your mind wander boosts creativity. Relaxation reduces the need for healthcare services. Even short breaks boost productivity. Watching TV enhances social intelligence. Resting improves your ability to concentrate. Relax. Relaxing your mind can lead to all. I don't know how that's studied, but all of that stuff sounds pretty healthy and good for your well-being to me. Right, but like, at the same time, a lot of that doesn't sound lazy. I guess it just depends on your definition of lazy. Because I, I feel like taking time to relax or taking breaks is not the same as laziness. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people sometimes will equate taking breaks or taking time off as being lazy or not being productive. Oh, see, I understand because I get like that with myself. Like with other people, I'm like, yes, you need a break. But me, I'm like... Time to grind. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck do you think you're doing? You have things to do. I feel like being lazy sometimes gets a bad rap. You're allowed to sit down and relax. And I don't necessarily agree with... Wanting a day to just do nothing is being considered lazy. I agree that that shouldn't be considered necessarily lazy, but maybe for some people it would help to just like reframe it in their heads. At least that's what I have to do sometimes. You know, if I feel like I'm lazy, I have to remind myself, hey, you're human and you deserve breaks to relax. I'm not saying that'll work for everybody, but that's what sometimes I have to do is I have to change the words in my head. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes you need, you need that. Everybody needs days off. Most jobs give you vacation days for a reason. You should use them. Exactly. Because it's, it's not okay to work all day, every day, nine to five or whatever your schedule is to come to work. You need days off. You need to relax and rest. Take breaks and live your life. Even throughout the day, take your lunch break. You don't have to work and eat lunch at the same time. Like It's okay to relax. It's okay to be lazy occasionally. Some dudes out there that are probably construction workers or electricians or tradesmen, they're busy Monday to Friday a lot oh, of I'm times. I'm sure. So when they come home and they want to just sit on the couch on Sunday and watch football all day, go right ahead. Relax. And clearly watching television enhances your social intelligence as well. So feel free to just relax. Although there are some shows that I'm like, I don't necessarily know how this enhances your social intelligence, but. Yeah, that's a very like general statement. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But it makes sense to a point. Depends on what you're trying to enhance, I guess. I guess. Or what you're watching. I'm not sure how Rugrats enhanced my social intelligence as a kid or Ed, Ed and Eddie. That show definitely enhanced nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, this has been another episode of Pop Talks. Where we talked and we're on pop. So, Pop Talked Talks.
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, make sure you are up to date on all of our episodes by listening to previous ones wherever you are currently listening to this one. Hopefully you enjoyed some of these random stories that we were unable to share on the radio because well, I did share some of these on the radio. Well, I didn't share any of these on the radio. Yeah, well, I did. So, well, in case you missed it on Jackie's show, hopefully you enjoyed them here. I just, you know, we can't be spreading lies. So oh I had to clarify that. <laughs> all righty. Well, I am going to go take a nap. So I will talk to you all again next week. Right, right here on Pop Talks. Sorry. I, I wasn't done. you again. I'm sorry you paused and I thought you were done. <laughs> I was pausing for dramatic effect. I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Follow us on socials at Pop Radio PA. I love you. Bye.